listeners. This is episode two of Don't Believe the Hype podcast, the podcast where I, Josh Pugh, talk to a different comedian every week about the things that they think are overrated. I'm gonna um I'm gonna have to record that and just put it in every week. I can't keep doing that live because it just I'm bored of it already. I'm bored of doing that little blurb. I sound dead behind the the eyes after after two episodes. Um, but thanks for downloading. I hope you enjoyed the first episode with Brendan Reese. Here I speak to comedian and friend Jake Lambert about the things that he thinks are overrated. If you enjoy the podcast, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, that'd be great. Only if you've got time. Don't prioritise it by any means. You know, don't see to your kids and your family first, and then and then do it. Do you know what I mean? Get your kids up. Get them off to school. Do it in your lunch hour. Do you know what I mean? Get it, get, get it done. I mean, definitely get it done. But don't, don't rush. But you know, don't, don't, don't take the piss with it. If you're gonna do it, do it because it, it, it does help. Um, I hope you enjoy the podcast. If you've got any suggestions or anybody you'd like to speak, me to speak to, um, get in touch with me on Twitter at Josh Pew Comic within reason. Like I'm not gonna get, you know, I'm not gonna get Michelle Obama. I might get. Do you know what I mean? So just. But let me know. Let me know who you want. I'm constantly trying to improve personally and professionally. No, not just podcasting, also spiritually and in life. I'm always about, you know, self development. Actually actually I'm not. I'm not about developing as a person. I think I'm I'm alright as I am. I'm probably gonna just stay like this now until until the end. I don't I don't know if I really believe in personal growth. If personal growth is a thing, then why are a lot of old people just unbearable? You know, I love my nan and granddad to bits, but very rarely do I come away from their house thinking, what a pair of enlightened people. Um, hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, this is Jake Lambert. Yo. So yeah, Jake Lambert, thanks for joining me. And uh, <laughs> don't believe the me. hype. Um, we're just going to go through your through your selections, mate, of things you think are overrated. The first one... Yeah. If we kind of agree with that, it kind of renders the rest of the podcast completely pointless, really. <laughs> uh, you've gone for opinions, <laughs> Jay. <laughs> I've come on and absolutely slammed your whole podcast, basically. The concept, and... yeah. <laughs> podcast, yeah, podcast is your second choice. <laughs> Josh Pugh's third. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's your... Well... What? Why opinions? What? Why? Why do you think they're overrated? Because I think people are just forced to have them, and I think people—I certainly do—I just say things I don't even mean. For example, for your, you and I, for example, if someone said to you, "Oh, I'm doing that gig in Nottingham that I saw you did last week. How was it?" You would start telling them things that you didn't even really think about before or after the gig you'd go you'd start yeah. telling them what the audience would like you'd start telling them the, about more about, about the venue than you ever considered a bit more about the promoter than you ever thought you'd say you do you know what i mean i just end up saying things just to sort of try and appease these people i don't even care i don't even mean yeah it. i mean so the problems are it's almost before the opinion isn't it it's people asking yeah that's it it's people because they don't actually want your do they want your opinion do you think in that instance or are they is that them saying comforts? Yeah, I think it's more of a reassurance, isn't it? Sometimes I think they just want a hug. So yeah. Next time, if someone says, "How was that gig?" I just give them a hug. Just hold them. I think that shows that like, you've not had a great gig, though. If, if, <laughs> if somebody said to me, "How was the gig?" and I just embraced them and said nothing, <laughs> I think that's going to worry them more. To be honest. 
<laughs> that's true. My, my, I feel my like... thing with opinions oh, is I, I am so fleeting with my opinions. I'm really, I've got very few opinions that I hold really deeply. Yeah. Everything yep. else is kind of, I, I could very easily be radicalized in the, in the oh, right hands. Honestly, Scientology could get me whenever it wants. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm very much an open door. To, you mean if they, if, if someone's confident enough, and I'm thinking, well, even less than that. If, if I think, oh, they sound intelligent, yeah. they're speaking properly. Yeah, I'm going to go with this guy. What he thinks. And even sometimes people will say things that I know is wrong, and I cannot be bothered to get into it with them. So I just agree with stuff that I don't, I know is wrong. That's easier sometimes. Yeah. Well, I think even if it's if I haven't haven't got an opinion. I would just take okay, yeah, that that's it then. What what you've said that is that is factual. Because you're you're stand up, Jake. You don't really get into opinions and stuff. And well, I've actually started talking about that on stage more because of this whole thing, uh, the virus. In case people listen to this in ten years' time, um, I think that they just do change so much more. Like I, especially with politics, like that's why I, I'm just going to vote Lib Dem now. Because it's, it feels like yeah. if you pick a party, people are like, oh, you're Tory, aren't you? Or you're like, I go, well, it would, it would literally depend on who was going. Because at the time, everyone was going mad for Corbyn. But a lot of people were voting for Corbyn just because they were Labour. And they felt like they're not allowed to change their minds. Yeah. Because their opinions are like, oh, no, I've said on this, I better do this now. It's like like it's a football team. Yeah. It's change, whatever. And everything's documented now. You know, if you tweet an opinion. That's it. Yeah. And then the, world, the paradigm shifts in six months. Yeah. People can drag that up and be like, yeah, and then people that like qu- quote tweet someone and go, "Oh, this aged well." I'm like, "Yeah, time happened." Yes, yeah. happened, didn't it? It's like, for example, someone going, "I'm really hungry," and then two hours later they're going, "Oh, I'm absolutely stuffed." You're going, "Oh, you're a liar, then, aren't you?" <laughs> Telling me you were hungry two hours ago. Yeah, I had a roast dinner and a cheesecake. Yeah, well, you've changed. But like the perfect example is like like fashion. Yeah. You know I mean, when you buy something, you think this is fucking quality. Yeah. Or like the perfect example, you know, when you go on holiday and you buy something what all the locals are wearing, you know, like, this looks quality. Then you land in Birmingham Airport and you're like, I look an absolute prick. <laughs> Why have we got elephant pants on? Oh, elephant pants and a, uh, a wicker trilby. <laughs> I used to do it. It used to be the first thing when I went on a lad's holiday. As soon as we'd land, I'd go and get a, a wicker trilby and some like fake Ray-Bans, like 17 years old. Like, just... <laughs> It's so good. Just let everyone know my holiday, but I'm also sort of rock and roll. I'm rock and roll in the summertime. Yeah, that, well, that's what you're saying. I'm not like everyone else here. I, you know, I'm doing my own thing, <laughs> but also I'm here and we'll, you know, we'll like some boat party tickets, please, if, you, if you've got any. We have a one, for, we have a one for, for lads' holidays, Jake. We have a one to, to go away. Nah, I went on one, one up to a stag do to Marbella, which I even hate saying. I even feel like my skin turns a bit orange when I say it, but it was, it was supposed to be a, golfing weekend and I got my drink spiked so I the first night we were out we went into one of those places where you pay for um sort of you pay the money and get unlimited drinks for an hour whatever okay and then went to another bar I had one drink and then I woke up and it was 10 a.m the next morning and I went through my wallet and I had a place uh what was it I had like tickets for a place called disco screen that I'd gone into at 4 a.m so six hours Jesus. after I last had a memory, just gone. Scary, it was horrendous. Man. I spent the next day, they, they all went out again the next night and I just went to a, um, a little pizza place and just watched the uh, A Masters. shaman. 
<laughs> shame and what, what happened to me i think i, I got spot, spiked once at home in, in my hometown i'd, I'd been out then oh, I, I thought I'll... you were gonna say it was your wife <laughs> yeah not, not in my own house <laughs> but it, and I, I yeah i kind of awoke I, same as you i remember I, I wasn't drinking at all i was drinking orange juice and right. i remember w- walking home and thinking i don't feel good and then I oh woke up God. at like 6 p.m. the next day and I couldn't move. Oh my God. Couldn't get out of bed at all. Scared. It's most point- who, spikes an orange- who spikes anyone? But I don't know, but it's also the mo- most pointless. Like, who's getting anything out there? There's not even a good prank. I've just been in bed for all day, <laughs> been asleep. Do you reckon it was a prank or do you reckon that you took some lucky, very lucky girls' orange juice? I think. I think it was somebody just being stupid in a nightclub. I don't think. Right. Well, I don't know. There's, there's no way I could know, but I'm not sure there was any intent. You know, or maybe the barman just like, if I have to pour another orange juice for this guy. Well, it's a bit of a pain, isn't it? An orange juice. You know, you yeah, get a little it takes brick. ages to pour because it sort of does the look, look, look. It doesn't yeah. pour out nicely, but does it? It sort of really takes its time. And I think again, like the trilby stuff. I think that was me trying to be different and trying. <laughs> this guy's like, who's this prick? Just. Have a have a WKD, mate. Have a reef if you want some orange. I um speaking of stag do's, that kind of takes us to your second one, Jake. You've chosen Dublin. Dublin, yes, I have, which I think could get some hate. If you I imagine you've got some Irish in you, have you? What no, I haven't. Why would you imagine oh. that? That's a strange I don't know, I think maybe the sort of long, sort of curly sort of hair suggests some sort of Well, I live near Coventry and at one at one point Coventry was the had the biggest Irish population outside of Ireland. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, you think... would have thought it had been sort of Boston or New York, wouldn't you? The way yeah, it might be. As, as I say, with opinions, as you're saying that, <laughs> it, it, it might be. The guy told you in a pub before he gave you his orange juice. Yeah, I think well, uh, I, um... <laughs> because the industry and stuff after the war, I think a lot of people came over. Oh, okay. It's really like a, a good place for manufacturing and stuff. Right. And didn't commentary have a nightmare during the war? They had a bit, yeah, they had a mare, mate. They, um... <laughs> Absolute shocker. Bit of a nightmare. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's heavily bombed, mate, if that's what you mean. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. A lot, lot of deaths. <laughs> but you see it now in the city, like a lot of places, you know, like in the 40s. In the, the 40s, they just kind of threw places up again, like property and stuff. And it's. Right. Yeah, and it's I guess is that, that part of the. Uh, we won't get into it, but is that part of the Windrush thing? They were like, come over and help us out. There's, yeah, there's a big kind of Caribbean community in Coventry as Coventry. well. But I, I think, I'm not sure where a lot of the Windrush guys ended up. Was it kind of no. more London? and? I think it was more London. Because um, Coventry's literally the most central, you know, it's very central. Yeah, and I, actually, I always always enjoy gigging in Coventry. Really? Yeah, just in case uh, anybody heard the last bit and us laughing <laughs> about war. Uh, <laughs> um, I always really enjoy Coventry. And... Um, off the curb to a really good uni gig there on a Saturday night. Do you know this one? Uh, yeah, I thought that was I thought it was Avalon, but is it? I think yeah, Kurt, unless there's a, unless they both imagine yeah. the uh, the venues sorted itself right out and got them both doing it bi-weekly for them. Did you ever do the um, the bottle rocket gig at the Showcase Cinema? Yes, in Coventry. Yeah, that was that, good, wasn't it? That was a good one. It was okay. It's kind of in a cinema. It's literally a soundproofed room. The, yeah, but I feel I, I know what you mean. Where that is a that is a weird room to gig in because everything sort of is a bit like and it just sort of the laughter disappears. But yeah. I love cinemas so much. I just feel like uh, like I'm in a film. 
<laughs> yeah, like but it's it's nice. So you literally um, you walk down to the, the where the gig is, and it's literally going into one of the the cinema. You mean it's like screen yeah. six? Do you know what's happened here? Is uh, you asked me to sort of uh, uh, continue my thought process about the bottle rocket gig, and I just started giving you examples of how I felt like I was in a film when that didn't happen at all. But I was just giving you opinion on a gig <laughs> more more than I ever considered thinking about it in my life. I literally got in my car, put a podcast on, and never thought about that gig again. But it's it's amazing how that the brain works, isn't it? You've only got to say a word, and suddenly like a whole like file, a filing cabinet Comes opens. Out. And I'm listening as much as you are, not knowing where it's going next. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing, really. I wish I could <laughs> store like really good stuff. I mean, if you could, maybe you could do that with actual knowledge and stuff. <laughs> if, yeah, if I actually sort of read books that weren't just fiction about sort of uh, whodunits and stuff, if I actually read a book that was giving me some sort of information and I could retell that to people, I reckon I'd be a lot more uh, enjoyable and interesting to hang out with. I've read. I've read a few books in my life, oh, not yeah. to be, okay. Uh, like a few fact, like non-fiction stuff. Yeah. And I can remember this info. So it obviously something that really interested me. Mm. And I can kind of, you know, I'll just recite it. You know, any opportunity I'll be, like there's a book I read 10 years ago. Yeah, but you'll just use it. There's one actually I've got called like the universe in your pocket or something. And it's all about how big the universe is. Yeah. I mean, you literally haven't remembered the title of it there, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> is it about the universe? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, though. Yeah, yeah but I need, to, I need to reread that, I reckon. And probably go past chapter three. <laughs> right, I've read, um, is it Sapiens? You read that book? Um, no, but I got bought it uh, the Christmas before last, and it's still on my shelf. I can it's see a, it from here. It's a great book for about... Uh, it's a great book to be seen reading. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Yeah, and it's it's really interesting. But there's big like like big chunks of it which are just too too like textbooky. Yeah, nothing's going in. And I'm reading it thinking I'm not I'm not enjoying this. I'm reading it because I want to tell. Do you know what I mean? It's not. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Like I said this before. I can't remember what I was on, but I recently said this. I can't remember what I was talking about. But basically, I read books imagining that one day I'm going to be sat at a dinner party and someone's going to ask me if I've read that book and I'll be able to say, yes, I've read that book and have a sort of a very basic conversation about it. And that's never happened. No. <laughs> Did you ever do a thing at school where you'd you'd have to do like a book review or something and you couldn't yeah. be asked reading the book? You'd literally just, you'd try and do a whole essay based on the, the, the paragraph on the back of the book. This, this Times bestseller was a really interesting... <laughs> Pretty good for a book published in uh, 2002 <laughs> <laughs> with an um, ISBN number of 907. <laughs> I was um, to Dublin, go back to Dublin. Sorry, yeah, so that, that's why I think Dublin's uh, overrated. <laughs> I, was, I was supposed to go to Dublin for my, for my stag do, interestingly. Oh, right. And but why it, didn't got, you? it got uh, the, the big freeze of 2018 put, put pay to it. You know, why don't I remember that? Yeah, it was it was only over the, it was only for a, a weekend, and that was the weekend when my stag do was. Why don't I remember this at all? What there was a oh, actually, I think I've just suddenly remembered that. I think I had a gig Friday night in Walton on Thames. Now what's happened is I've remembered too much. Um, yeah, you... I remember that, but <laughs> so I, that... I couldn't go. So I've, I've never been to Dublin. I've never. Oh well, you you actually you lucked out, I reckon. Um, well, imagine for a stag do, actually, it's it's perfect because it has got... What happened was I went in 2013 with my ex-girlfriends 
uh, girlfriend at the time. And uh, would have been even worse. <laughs> Probably why I had a terrible time. <laughs> Don't go with your ex. A mad thing to do. No, but we went thinking it'd be nice. We, neither of us had ever been. And then we got off the bus and uh, went to our hotel, which the hotel, they said that Bill Clinton had stayed there. You too, the Rolling Stones, Obama. I was like, brilliant. It was the most basic hotel I've ever been in. Not that I'm some sort of snob, but I was like very underwhelmed. And then I texted my dad because my dad had been there years before. And I said, I'm confused. Like, what, what's the best street to be on here? And he said, that's true. I said, that's the street I'm on. We left our hotel room. And there was a man sniffing cocaine off his own hand outside the hotel. So we went to, everyone talks about, was it Temple Bar? Temple Bar, yeah. So, go to Temple Bar. so we went to Temple Bar thinking, this would be nice, loads of bars. And it was absolute chaos. You know, Jesus. like, if, if I look back at it and what I saw down that street, it looks like it was drawn by the people who draw the Beano. Like, it was just <laughs> yeah, absolutely insanity across the whole thing <laughs> that we went, well, obviously we're not going to go down there. It was, so imagine on a stag do, perfect, but it was nothing but stags and hens and it was just chaos. I saw, which I assume is the Dublin local drunk, I saw the woman uh, three or four times over the weekend. One time I saw her, she was walking along, she pulled down her trousers and just did a poo. In the street? In the street. Jesus And she God. was the same one I just kept seeing everywhere. And then oh, it turns out I don't even like Guinness. Yeah, that's my thing. I think I'd be like, yeah, look at me with a pint of Guinness. I uh, still, yeah. it's taste. No, it doesn't taste no. like Vimto. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I'm waiting for it to be sweet and it's just not. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know what else would annoy me? Um, just just singer songwriters everywhere. Oh my God. Yeah. Just and then pricks with guitars yeah. in every pub. Knowing your girlfriend, obviously fancying them more than you because they're just sort of some Irish guy, which is what they always dreamed of falling in yeah. love with. And I'm just like, well, there's nothing for me here. Yeah. Oh, my, my wife's terrible for um. She gets anything like that. She's just mesmerised by. Like, right, she's that watching... you got that look. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I've got a guitar. <laughs> I have actually got a guitar upstairs. But um, you know, like if she, if we, like a street performer, somebody juggling or something. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so clever. Like, it's not, it's not clever. It's not clever. He's, pr he's practiced it and he can do one thing. It's, it's not, it's, it's no, it's not clever. Do you know what? I like, just enjoy uh, it. <laughs> I took uh, another ex-girlfriend, a different one. This that's is two women. A trip down memory lane. <laughs> I took an ex-girlfriend to see um, the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, it wasn't Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I think it was Wicked, actually. I took that one. The other one was the other one. I took, I had to see Wicked. And after we watched it, we came out and there was a man sat on the floor blowing through a street cone. And she went, oh my God, that's amazing. Look what he's doing. And then when they gave <laughs> us some money, I was like, there's about 80 quid for those tickets for your birthday. <laughs> I could have taken it outside the theatre. Yeah. It cost me 10 pounds to impress you in, give that man some money. She sat in Wicked just on a phone. <laughs> my, um, we went to New York for our honeymoon. And Lovely. At Christmas time. And my wife loves, loves Christmas. Yeah. And... We're like walking towards Times Square and we're like street, like streets and blocks, blocks and it blocks and blocks away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's seeing Christmas lingo. trees. She's like, I'll oh, get a picture of me next to this Christmas tree. I'm like, that is a solicitor's office. Let's get to the main, <laughs> get to the main tree. Do you know what I mean? You know, you, you've took them somewhere and they're not enjoying what they're supposed to enjoy. Like we went to, went to. Women, we, they're overrated. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> <Like> Dublin. <laughs> Yeah, well, like, you know, we went to like Amsterdam. When your first ever trip we went on was to Amsterdam, 
and all she could talk about was this cheese sandwich she'd had at the airport. <laughs> I was going to Birmingham Airport and back. But yeah, so how not, was Amsterdam? I've never been. Amsterdam's uh, amazing. Underrated, overrated. Uh, okay, no, it's just uh, rated. It's it's appropriately thought of. I think it's <laughs> one of my favourite places, Amsterdam. Oh really? It's just it's just cool. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't worry yeah. about doing too much. We we went to the Anne Frank Museum. Nice. Which was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> um, Give me your opinion on that. But I yeah, um it was um it's good at the Anne Frank Museum. Very yeah. uh, p- poignant. Yeah, quite hard to have a big night out after that, I'd imagine. <laughs> You've got to go but also at the same time, you don't want to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a position. We went early, first thing in the morning. Right, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You don't know, it's not like, uh, you know, you can't go for a dinner after that, really. You don't have cocktails as you walk around. No. Um, but yeah, it's good, it's good Amsterdam. I'd recommend Amsterdam. I've never been to Dublin. I probably won't bother. You know, my problem <laughs> with Dublin is, I'd, I'd be, I don't, this is probably offending a lot of people now, but I'd be worried about the amount of scousers there. Oh, okay. What do they do? They love it. Oh, they've got that connection, haven't they? They've got the or connection, and I think you can get the the ferry there. And I've no, no problem yeah. with with scousers uh, per se. But I have, but nothing that's going to be. Uh, but I want them in Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I want them. Yeah. If I'm in Liverpool, yeah, but not in. They're sort of um, they're England's answer to Texans. I'm with Just, you. Yeah, I'm fine with you. Just stay in your place. Yeah. Same with, I'm, I'm a bit like that with Cockneys abroad. Do you know what I mean? If you, yeah, you meet, yeah. I think, I just assume they're lying to me. This guy's, Any, well, this, this, yeah. this isn't true. Well, this guy's this saying. Not, yeah, anybody who is too, too, their whole identity is based around where they're from can go away, please. Yeah. It's, it's uh, too much. It's just, which is the same thing as the, the guy playing guitar in the streets in Dublin. We get it. You're from Dublin. Yeah. We don't need to keep hearing the Irish Rover 12 times a day. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We, we get it. Um, Jake, move on to your, your next one. Go on. I mean, you're saying like, I mean, these, these are things that you've come up with. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we must. You've gone for award-winning films. Yes. Yeah. So to be honest, again, it's because you asked me to come up with a list. I've, I, I think this thought has been sort of just slightly in the back of my mind over the last few years, where I realised that films come out uh, and I've, I've got I've got a degree in film, so I love film. But I think what happens films is, you love films. films. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know someone's really into film. I adore yeah, yeah. film. <laughs> <laughs> Singular. It's all one constant narrative <laughs> to me. <laughs> the film universe. But I um I've realised that it takes ages for a film to become a classic because you can't know because everybody was raving about. Do you remember Roma? When yes. everyone was talking about this black and white Italian film you have to see. If you didn't see it in that six months, there was no point watching it. Because nobody's talking about it afterwards. No, agree. I remember when everyone was raving about Slumdog Millionaire. No one's seen that film twice. You believe the hype. You go along so everyone's talking about it and you move on. But there's yeah. so many better films that aren't Oscar nominated or Oscar winners that are just always brilliant. I think there has to be, you know... I think if you win more than five Oscars, yeah, it's. I think there's a little. If you, you know I mean, that's true. Yeah. If, if you, if is it the Titanic? Did that win like loads of Oscars? Yeah. So it's like okay, yeah, think, that is. I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but then a lot of the Oscars, you can just get Oscars for like costume or like, 
But, uh, yeah, makeup. the lighting like, that doesn't count. It's got to be best picture or best, you know, sexiest male or whatever they have in there. <laughs> yeah, he was. It needs to be one of the big ones, and it needs to have a clean sweep across. If it's going to be brilliant, you know, because what? there's some. I actually went back and did, did some did some research. A film that came out. Well, there's the um, Daniel Day Lewis, which I remember everyone saying it's going to be his last film, Phantom Thread, about a tailor. Right. Not, n- wasn't going to watch it then. Not going to watch it now. And that's of course, Os- it's going to win an Oscar. It won an Oscar. Uh, or it was nominated. One. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even bother to check. But it's, it's him. So it's always. It's, it's like there's such good films that don't have the correct actors in. So it's yep. not going to win anything. Yeah, there's definitely you know certain people like Christian Bale's another one. There's always yeah. anything he's in because he's some, somehow this tortured artist that gets so into the role. Yeah, it, loses you know, some weight, puts on some weight. That's all it is, isn't it? It's just eating less or did more. Did you watch? Did you watch Ford vs Ferrari or Le Mans '66? They gave it two titles. I've, uh, I think I've seen the. Yeah, I think I have. But he plays a guy from the West Midlands that helped Ford uh, beat Ferrari in like the uh the race car thing yeah, and uh, no, no. he does he does a horrendous accent which it took about half an hour for me to get over before i could just enjoy the film well there's there's a thing about accents as well you, you, if you've seen peaky blinders yeah so the accent is a bit annoying yeah and if it, somebody from the west midlands is like oh that's not how people talk but apparently that's how they spoke back then Right. Because it was, I don't know, it was more kind of immigrants from Ireland and stuff, and it was more... Oh, okay, yeah. But How do they I know? don't know that, so I can't enjoy it. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just speak. <laughs> just get Alison Hammond in it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just speak. Just speak for now, and I'll imagine it if I need to. I uh, not added anything. I, I, I struggle, yeah. I, I struggle, and everything's got an award now. You know, if you're cycling through Netflix, it's either nominated for something or yeah. And you go, hold on, let me check what this is. Yeah, because a lot of people do that up in Edinburgh. Like, hold on, let me check what this award was actually actually from. Yeah, it's um, best newcomer Midlands 2015. <laughs> it is a legitimate award. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> La La Land. No one's watching that post 2016. Move on. No, I agree. I mean, it won the Oscar, so yeah, 2017, I guess, that those Oscars, but it came out 2016. No one cares now. Move on. You're not sitting down to watch that again. No. There's, there's, a, there's a category on Netflix called Blockbuster. Right. And they're just not Blockbusters. <laughs> when I'm thinking of Blockbuster, I'm thinking like your, your biggest grossing films ever. Yes, yeah. Like the proper, the... Um, you know, Lord so, of the Rings, the, the you know, like first Pirates film, and then you're thinking like the big, you know, you want the big Al Pacino, big Scorsese films coming up there. Yeah. And you don't want um, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. About a, a man who went to war and refused to fire a gun. Right. Can we watch the ones who do do something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it was great what he did, but you wouldn't want him next to you. You know, yeah. you're him going into, mate, please just do something, like throw stones or something. <laughs> Maybe there won't be so many casualties for you to save if you had a rifle as well. <laughs> but no, I didn't even um, watch that one. Wouldn't get the time of day. 1917, despite what I just said, brilliant film. An really? instant classic. Um, what's the one with Harry Styles in? Oh, that's Dunkirk, isn't it? Dunkirk, That's a yeah. good film. That is a good film. Um, what I didn't like is Christopher Nolan refused to use like um, effects, special effects to make the uh, 
to make it appear like there's more soldiers. So it okay. looked like there was about just 30 men on a beach. Yeah. And yet there was about 70 boats going out to save them all. Yeah. It, no, and that looks a bit mad. Yeah, just 70 boats, just, just in their downtime. <laughs> it's a little holiday. Yeah. Um, I tell you what, right. Yeah, there, there was a one stellar year for the Oscars a few years ago. I can't remember... I can't remember what won the actual Oscar now, but Captain Phillips was nominated. Oh, great film. And it's one of my favourite films ever. Yes, yes. And I actually got the recommendation from Sir Alex Ferguson. <laughs> it, it, was at the, it was at the Oscars, and I seen an interview with him after, like, coming on the red carpet, whatever he's saying. He was at the Oscars? Yeah, he was, and he was, he was fuming that Captain Phillips hadn't won. <laughs> and it, it's, it's like he's talking like about Mike Dean. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was slagging off Mike Dean. And I thought I and I give it and it was brilliant. It's it's such a good film. And you know what? In that film, I you know the end when uh, well I don't ruin it for anybody, but there's a bit where there's a a nurse giving him like a medical, giving him a check. And yeah. I remember watching that film thinking she's amazing because she's acting with Tom Hanks, but she's acting like she's fully in control. And I read up on it, and apparently the actor that they got in to play that part was rubbish. So they got the actual medic from the crew. To, and that's the actual woman doing it. So she's doing a real medical there. And that's Jesus. why she's so good, because she's just actually doing her job. I wonder if they did the whole medical, like his prostate and everything. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll film everything and we'll just use, we'll use what we can. <laughs> they got her in again to find out he had coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good, but I think that's what you should do. You should take film recommendations from people who are like you. Who are amazing at football management. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no point me, like you know, of, of an, an art school guy in London, giving me. He doesn't know yeah. what I like. Yeah, you got you got different lives. Yeah, there's no point me sending him a you know a copy of Dodgeball, saying you'd enjoy, he ain't going to enjoy it. <laughs> All good films. Um, we're going to your last selection, Jake. As we're doing this, I've realised this concept is basically just Room One Hundred One. It is Room 101, isn't it? Yeah, but it's... with no... You know, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll persist anyway, I don't think. You know, there's, 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 room for, there's room for two, I think. Room 102. <laughs> Things that, you know, people don't hate, but not not really into. It's a bit more but hip-hop sounding, isn't it? They've, they've gone from a reference from Georgia Wells 1984, and yeah. you've gone just from uh, some 90s rap. Which doesn't even really work, does it? Because Room... You know, in in the book, not in yeah, it doesn't even make sense. It's it's like your deepest fear, isn't it, and that you're yeah. exposed to. Yeah, whereas be... these are like Robbie Williams is a bit annoying. <laughs> Get to the room, but so your your last one, uh, Flares. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> your, your last one is. Can you remember what it is? Oh, the Zoom did the thing. Sorry, even though can, I know what it was, just can you remember what your final item is? Uh. Roller coasters. Yes, mate. Roller coasters. Because I wanted to go bacon, but that's already been done. Yeah, yeah. Bacon's had uh, had some jit before, but yeah. Roller co- <laughs> what, why roller coasters, mate? Because, well, only because bacon had been done and I had to quickly think. But I suddenly <laughs> realised that I don't, I would never, I think there's a few times, the last few times I've been on a roller coaster, the last time was 2017, where I basically, on the roller coaster, I caught myself where it was on the down bit and everyone was screaming. And I just suddenly said to myself, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and it really undid the whole thing. And I was like, and so I just sort of had this this moment where I sort of just had a chat with myself that uh, in my head, I would have sound mad, but I just thought, this isn't giving me anything. And I thought, I'm... I've ne- I'd never been impressed that somebody said I rode that roller coaster. But if somebody <laughs> told me they'd done a skydive, Okay, you might as well do that. You might as well save up all the tra- and go and do that. Do an actual thing yeah. rather than just sit on a track. Not, actually, I've had a similar thing with roller coasters. They actually make me upset. They actually <laughs> make me depressed because it's been advertised. This is the ultimate thrill. Yeah. And then when you feel nothing, it's like, oh God, I'm dead. I'm dead inside. You're dead inside. Yeah. It's like going to the Anne Frank Museum. Yeah, I mean, that was a thrill. You know, I'm buzzing. I'm screaming <laughs> in there. I've got my hands up. I'm having key rings done. But on a roller coaster... You know, you just think, oh, God, this was supposed to be... You out behind a bookshelf. <laughs> I like, this was supposed to make me feel amazing. Everyone else is loving it, and I feel terrible. Yeah, I just felt completely empty. And then there's there's one at Alton Towers where it, like, takes you from zero to, like, 80... Or, no, it must be faster than that. It's just a motorway, isn't it? But it takes you really <laughs> fast, but really quickly. And then I just remember you sit there, and you wait for it to... It, so it's perfectly static, and then it shoots off. Yeah. And I was sat there going... Well, in a minute, all I know is all my insides are going to move around <laughs> and I'm going to hate it. And then when it's over, I'm going to go, well, thank God that's over. But if I just stayed at home, that would have always been over. It yeah. just offered nothing. I was like, but if I jumped out of a plane, I might as well do it properly. No one's going to be impressed. And why are you getting a photo of you on the roller coaster? <laughs> <laughs> who, who wants to see that? Yeah, I think... Um... <laughs> Uh, did you? I didn't know as well. To recently, roller coasters. You, you buy them. I know a bloke that sells them weirdly. <laughs> that and sounds it, dodgy. Yeah, it? but yeah, you, basically, they're a lot of roller coasters are the same all around the world. That they're out of a catalogue, and you buy them, and then oh. you put your own branding on them. So it's like say like Nemesis. Oh, that'll right. be similar elsewhere, but it's got a different branding. Right. They'll go. I'm going to call this one Colossus. Yeah, it's it's all that kind of stuff, isn't it? But. I think it's always up and down, upside down, yeah. fast as you can, backwards. I think one that just shakes the fuck out of you. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you're completely static and it's just like, <laughs> just really shaking you. It would do just as much. Yeah. And I... also I realised, because you might as well go in it somehow, I'm not sure how, go in one of those simulators, rollercoaster simulators, which is insane, isn't it? That someone's decided that you can go... So a roller coaster is basically like fake adrenaline. Someone's fakes that adrenaline again, and yeah. you can just sit in a booth and watch the screen. Yeah, and it still feels the same. So, um, no if you want it, mate, you can give me um, your thing that you think is underrated. What? What? Yes. Do you think deserves more credit? This podcast, I, think... I would imagine. <laughs> our comedy, <laughs> um, our art. I think what's underrated is 90s films. Okay. And I can tell you as for why. What I think well, yeah, please is... do. That's not the end. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, cliffhangers. See you later. I reckon that what happened was we grew up with people reminiscing about the 80s and telling us how cool the 80s was and how the 80s, and the 80s has amazing films. But what I think we just grew up thinking, you just have to always love the 80s. But if you look back at the 90s, they've got absolutely incredible films that, com- compared to what I said earlier, have stood the test of time. So we can look yeah. back now and go, oh, no, those, those were the best films there. Like, you can look back on 
music as well, like Blur and Oasis. And at the time we knew they were good, like Pulp. And you go, oh no, they, they were brilliant. Yeah. And the others, the others fell off. Yeah. But the films, like we're talk, talking earlier, Captain Phillips, Tom Hanks, just absolutely smashing it. One after another. Yeah. yeah. Bang, bang, bang. He's loving it. So, so what, think, what are the big ones? Star, Star Wars? Uh, <laughs> is that is that 90s? No, is that not 90s? <laughs> What's that? I think that might have been the 10 years where they didn't release a single film. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I'm sure I went to the cinema in the 90s to watch Star, Star Wars. Well, actually, maybe those other, the, 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 the rubbish ones they did, maybe they were early 90s. Oh, no, maybe, I thought they were. So I'll find out. Is that good nah. on podcast if you stop to jump on IMDb? Is that yeah. too much research? No, if you want to, mate. You, you, you can if you want. I, I'm sure I went... One, they, but the first one was... I went to the one with Luke Maybe Skywalker Phantom Menace. Oh, Phantom Menace came out in 1999. Just slipped in, you're right. Yeah, that's what they Yeah, 99. Remember, remember that? Oh, you there. Luke Skywalker was there in that. <laughs> But yeah, we'll say um, to- Toy Story. Is that how it is? I don't- Toy Story, are one you- and two. How old are you, Jake? You say similar age to me. You're like, yeah. I'm not 31. So we would have, yeah, so we would have gone. I remember seeing Jurassic I- Park. Yes, but I find it really hard to know what, I'm like, oh, I love the 90s, was actually what I'm saying is I love the early 2000s. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I that's know- what I think will come. I yeah. think that will come. We'll look back and go, yeah. So at the minute, I think the 90s missed out on people really loving 90s films yeah. because they just jumped from the 80s because it was cool to love the 80s. And then we will um, reminisce about the early noughties. I think you're the right. The 90s just sort of got missed. So I, it... I made a list for you. We'll do the list, Jake, absolutely. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, but I think a lot of it as well is it's where we are in our yes. time. Do you know what I mean? So like the music I love the most is music I was, when I was like 16, 17, 18. Yeah, okay, yeah. Who are you into? I, I loved, like, um, Arctic Monkeys were big, weren't they? When You know, it's like, year, I think, year 11. Um, yeah. People say, I'm that sort of, no, that's when that came out. <laughs> and, and that's when, you know, that's the first time I'd heard music. I'm like, oh, my God, this is, this is for this is, me. Yeah. I remember I got back, I'd been on holiday, and I got back in January 2006, and Arctic Monkeys were all over the radio. I'd never heard of them. And suddenly... I'd been, I'd been away for two weeks. Yeah. And everyone was looking at me like I was mad for not knowing who they were. <laughs> so what what films? What 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 90s films are we talking here? Let's just some some of this is some of them I'm just gonna throw out. Well, for one, you've got Tarantino. It started off actually the 90s with Home Alone. So yeah. we're already doing very well. That's a classics. great start. You've got uh The Big Lebowski, Goodwill Hunting, Green Mile, uh Ten Things I Hate About You. Classic. Um, even even their lesser films, I think, are brilliant. Kindergarten Cop. Brilliant film. It well, may be a tumour. It's not a tumour. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? It's but a great like, film. Now, now you've got like these big guys. There was like, one that came out recently where it was like, the big guy. I don't know who, what he's from. Knocking about a little girl. Not in that way. And they're like, um, <laughs> and she's like teaching him things. They're not as good as they ever were. No. Arnie was the best. Like um, Jingle All The Way. Great but film. Like brilliant Christmas films. Oh, What's the one where he's, is it the last action hero? Last action hero. Amazing. Great film. And then Tom Hanks bashing out Green Mile, Forrest Gump, yeah. uh, You've Got Mail, the Toy Story films. It's brilliant. I watched You've Got Mail recently. 
Oh, really? Good. And it's, it's mad to see people sending an email and then <laughs> the next day logging on to see if they've got an email back. That's just a different sort. That's like, we'd be just refreshing. If that was, if it was set now, it'd just be two people just, just refreshing. You've got a text. You've got a WhatsApp. <laughs> <laughs> and she's ready at the bitch. What's up? Why, is she, why is she not texting back? You left me on red. Yeah. And it's mad to watch it back now and go, why is Dave Chappelle there? <laughs> what was Dave what Chappelle are you doing here? What he was, was Dave... a new male, wasn't he? I hope so. Otherwise, that's got to be edited out, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I, I, yeah, he was. He is, isn't it? He is, isn't it? Thank God for that. Yeah. It didn't even occur to me that that was Dave Chappelle. <laughs> it's, it, it was yeah. a great. So, Toy Story as well, Toy Story 1 and 2. Yeah. And I feel like D- Disney ones. was better then as well, like, Her- like Hercules, Lion King. I'm no, just going is. back through to check it was in You've Got Mail because I'm scared. Oh, no. <clears throat> Why is it not coming up? Uh-oh, we might have said this better. What have we done here? He is in it, isn't he? I don't know. Oh, no. I hope, I hope it's it? not the guy from Hot Chocolate. <laughs> I don't think it will be. <laughs> oh, no. Why is I'm... Oh, he is in it. 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 Oh, he is, um. Good. His, his own IMDb didn't show it, but he's probably got them to take it off. Yeah, he's done big. He's also stuff. in A Star is Born, bizarrely, isn't he? He was a Bradley Cooper's friend in that. That's. Have you seen that film? Yeah. I was not ready for it. I thought it was like a. I thought it was like a feel good rags to riches story. <laughs> My wife put it on. I was, I was literally shaking afterwards. Like, I need, to go, I need to go to bed. I'm so upset. It's such a sad <laughs> film. I. I, I was with a friend who was going through a really tough time uh, when, when that film came out and he lo- loves the cinema. I said, just go and watch a film, go watch Star Wars Born. And he was like, <laughs> stop me. He's like, hold on. I think I know what happens in that film. And he said, doesn't this happen? I went, do not go and see that film. Whatever you do. I can't <laughs> believe, I cannot believe. Yeah, because I was, I was, I was watching all the trailers, own. you know, I'm in the deep end, what is that? I'm like, here we go. And then it's just <laughs> devastating. Yeah. Feel good, uplifting. Love Bradley Cooper, love Lady Gaga. Let's go. Yeah, horrendous. So brilliant film, but yeah, yeah that great is... film, mate. Is yeah, it true? St- it's, do... it's a remake, isn't it? That is, that's a remake. Yeah, I think they've made it three times now. Oh, really? I think they yeah. Get no idea, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Keep doing the How same still stuff all the time. Me? <laughs> <laughs> Fool me twice. Fool me three times. That's mad. <laughs> Have you seen that bit of stand-up I shared recently about that guy? That guy in Australia doing that fool me once routine. No. Oh, mate, I'll send it to you when we finish here. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, oh, really? Put, oh, okay, it, yeah. I'll put it in the notes to this show. I, I won't do that, but that's what I've heard people say on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, well, and what you should do is when you've had a guest on is put notes to stuff they've done, not just somebody you mentioned in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this guy's a fantastic comedian. He's from Australia. <laughs> um, that's about it, Jake. Anything you want to plug? Or, I mean, there's nothing going on. Watch Bake Off, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, that's finished now. Oh, you've got not You've literally not got nothing, I've got nothing now. on, mate. I've got nothing. If anybody's got anything, get in touch. That was Jake Lambert. Follow Jake on Twitter. Uh, he's at Little Lost Lad. Uh, Google him. Check out his LinkedIn. Probably on LinkedIn as well. Good, good resource, both for professionals and dating. Not technically for dating, strictly, but you can. You know, if you if you see somebody you like on there. Get in touch with like the pretense of, oh, you're looking, you know, you're looking to recruit somebody. Um, so unfortunately, you haven't been successful, but would love to meet and 
give you some feedback. Um, at Holiday Inn or Holiday Inn Express if you got the money. Not, I don't know what kind of position you're in financially. Thanks for listening uh, to the podcast, and I'll speak to you next week.